mother. The word invokes so many things. Tender, bond, uh, emotions. They say in, uh, in battle when a young man gets shot up and he knows he's going to die. doesn't matter if he's Russian or German or American or English or French or Chinese or Japanese. But one thing they say more than anything else before they expire is mother. Something special about mom. And I want to talk about that this morning. If you take your Bibles and go to Proverbs chapter 31, a chapter of the Bible we commonly understand as the virtuous woman. But of course, this virtuous woman is also a mom. To be honest with you, I was a little uh, conflicted earlier in the week, and I just got thinking of all the delightful ladies that God has put in my life that are moms. From my mom herself, who I got to talk to yesterday, to my grandmother, who would have been 107 had she survived COVID, to my two daughters, to my daughter-in-law, to my sister, to my wife. One thing all these gals have in common is they love children. That may not sound like a lot, but it is. The nurturing way of a mom is so important to the emotional, psychological, spiritual, even physical well-being of a little boy or a little girl. And so I want to talk to you a little bit uh, this morning about mom. And I want to start by looking at Proverbs 31, verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband does safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant's ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth while it all Riseth also while it is yet night, and giveth meat to her household, and a portion to her maidens. She considereth a field, and buyeth it, and with the fruit of her hand she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength, and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold a distaff. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor, yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry, 
Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it, and and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. Now, I know this is Mother's Day, so verse 28 gets fulfilled almost automatically. But I want us to think about doing this 365 days a year. Many daughters have done virtuously, says her husband, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Let's pray. Father, help us in these moments we have together this morning. Thank you for these children and these young couples and these young moms still raising families. We ask for your hand of blessing upon them, Lord. Strength, encouragement. In a difficult time, as far as how our society is going. But to know, Lord, that we can still walk according to your pattern, raise children to your glory and honor in spite of what's going on around us. And you can prove your grace. Let us be a testimony to you of what you can do in a family when people submit to your word. Help me now in these next few minutes to say the things that are needful, edifying, and encouraging. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. It's an important and tender bond. Proverbs 30 says, The eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out. Hearken unto thy father that begat thee, and despise not thy mother when she is old. A wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish man despiseth his mother. He that curseth his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. Exodus chapter 21. Here's a peculiar one. Exodus 23, the first of the first fruits of the land, thou shalt bring into the house of the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not see the kid in his mother's milk. I think of the touching scene at the cross in John chapter 19. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Cleophas and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus therefore saw his mother, 
And the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. And saith he to the disciple, which of course was John, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. The tri- at the trial of the World War II war criminals, Dr. Otto Vulcan, a Viennese physician at Auschwitz, weepingly testified, children were automatically sent to the gas chambers. Mothers preferred to die with their children clasped to their breasts than to live. So guards finally decided to send them all to their deaths. There's no human bond quite like that of mother and child. When I think of my mom, as I grew up, she didn't get saved till I was 20 years old, but she was God-fearing. Bible says, favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. I don't remember her drinking. I don't remember her coming home late at night from the bar. I don't remember her watching soap operas. I don't remember her flirting with other men. In fact, as a young man, as best as I could think it through, I had determined to marry someone that I could respect as much as her in her morals, and in her character. I think my mom was the kind of gal that didn't care if Victoria had any secrets. I do remember going to church. We didn't go to church where the gospel was preached. But there wasn't any question every Sunday morning that we were going to church. I do remember her praying The Bible says, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. She was God-fearing. So it broke her heart when I came back from parochial school with a report card that had a bad conduct grade. It broke her heart when I started running with the wrong crowd. A lot of people talk about how their dad would discipline them. My dad hardly ever needed to discipline me once my mom got done. The best way I could describe her is when I did something really wrong, it was just out and out pure fury. I remember before I got saved and I had been really running with the wrong crowd, doing some drugs and drinking and staying out late. I would try to get home late enough that they were already sleeping. But my mom was a little bit, she was a little suspicious that night. So I was coming into the house, walking down the hallway, and you know how every hallway has got those places if you step, you're going to hear a creak or something. So I'm kind of working my way through that heading toward my bedroom, and I'm going past the bathroom in the hallway, 
And all of a sudden, the light in the bathroom went on. And my mom looked at me and she goes, you've been drinking. And before I could deny it, which there was no denying it, well, let's just say that I went back down the stairs. And when I finally got there, she was already waiting for me. And when she got done, my shirt was tore half off my back. My dad just walked down, took one look at me, shook his head, just went back to bed. She was relentless in discipline, and she taught me self-discipline. I didn't get to just spend all my money that I made when I was a kid. I got a little allowance. I was able to have a couple quarters in my pocket. But anytime I had mowed enough lawns to get $18.75, I had to buy a U.S. savings bond, which at maturity would be worth $25. And I remember I was talking to some kids one time. We were out on the street sitting on our bikes and talking about that sort of thing, what one guy did with his money and the other guy and what he was saving for. And they said, what about you? I said, oh, I buy savings bonds. They said, are you into savings bonds? I said, no, but my mom is. It's funny about that. When my wife and I got married in the mid-80s, this may not sound like a lot of money now, but it was a pretty good chunk of change back then. I had $1,500 in those savings bonds that I had forgotten all about. And she gave me an envelope with all those when I left the house. God-fearing. You know, if America's going to turn around, it's going to be because we have a revival of godly, biblical mothering. Lady, I don't know how to say this to you. But feminism teaches that, you know, you need to get in there and just hammer it out with the man. Do what the man does. Be his equal. i got a question. If you're doing what the man does, who's doing what the lady does? It's not getting done. And mothers are great nurturers. Dads are not. Dads are not. Not like mom. We need a revival of godly, biblical mothering. You might want to get off of social media for a while and pay some attention to your kids. Spend some time in your Bible. Pay attention to your home. That website can wait. She upheld the integrity of my father. She would always talk about how hard dad works. And she made him our hero. She was also hardworking. The Bible says in verse 14, she is like the merchant ships. She bringeth her food from afar. 
She riseth also while it is yet night, and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. Someone once said we have too many clean hands these days, along with a lot of dirty hearts. We need more dirty hands and clean hearts. The Bible says, she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. She was easy to please. She did most of her shopping at, at Kmart. She believed that frugal was more important than fashion. She was certainly not a gold digger. A woe be unto a store manager if she bought one of us kids a pair of shoes that she thought fell apart before they should have. I always remember those occasions. We'd get in the car, and she'd have the box. She always saved the box, and she'd put the shoes in there, and my dad would drive to the store, usually Kmart, and she'd start getting herself pretty worked up. And I remember one time I said to my dad, Dad, are we going to go in? He said, no. <laughs> no, we are not going in, son. And boy, she'd get herself all worked up, and then she'd get out of the car, head straight to that store, and we'd wait in the car, and boy, she'd be walking in there with that box. And, and then about 15 minutes later, she'd come back out with a new box and a big smile on her face. My dad knew that the manager was, wasn't going to say no. She worked hard. She scrubbed the floors till they wore out. She cooked for my dad's tastes. I would say sometimes, why are we having this, Mom? She'd say, because your dad likes it. So... I started getting a taste for things that my dad liked. If I didn't eat what was on my plate, I would try to dawdle and stall, and I would just end up getting more on the plate. And she always had this thing. There were children in some far-flung place, China or India or somewhere, that would love to have this food. And I made the mistake one time of telling her, to send it to him. <laughs> and I think I made it halfway there myself. <laughs> she sewed. When I got a little bit older and went off to Bible school, she made me some shirts. I kept them. I can't wear them anymore. I think my chest and shoulders expanded too much. Young men, let me say something to you in all seriousness. This isn't, this isn't vernacular. This isn't a saying. This isn't even trite wisdom. But when you marry a little girl, you make sure that she really loves children. I don't mean th she thinks they're cute. Every girl thinks that Babies are cute. 
But I mean, she really wants to raise children. I've got three great adult children who've married good Christian spouses and are raising my grandchildren in church under the sound of the gospel and the word of God. The main reason for that is my wife. She gets most of the credit for that. Guys, I get pretty. I get it. That's only going to last so long. Make sure she loves the Lord. Make sure she loves children. You won't regret that. I don't know if you ever noticed it, but when you're reading in the Old Testament, through the first and second kings especially, so many times the Bible talks about a king. And then as a postscript to that king, it'll say whose mother was, and then give her name. You ever wonder about that? I think it harkens back to that old saying that the hand that rocks the cradle ultimately rules the world. Mom, you, you have great power in motherhood. You have great influence. You don't have to do what a guy does. Because if you do what a guy does, a guy can't do what you're doing. She was loving. Still is. The Bible says in Isaiah 66, as one whom his mother comforteth, so will I comfort you, and you should be comforted in Jerusalem. My mom told me often that she loved me. And believe me, I wasn't always lovable. She never threatened to leave, and she never said anything like, I wish you were never born. I never heard those words out of her mouth. Teddy Roosevelt once said, when all is said, it is the mother, and the mother only, who is a better citizen than the soldier who fights for his country. The successful mother, the mother who does her part in rearing and training aright the boys and girls who are to be the men and women of the next generation, is of greater use to the community and occupies, if she would only realize it, a more honorable as well as more important position than any man in it. The mother is the one supreme asset of the national life. She is more important by far than the successful statesman or businessman or artist or scientist. Take a look at Proverbs 31 once again, and let me say to Dad this morning that the way this chapter ends up is so important. Verse 28, her children arise up and call her blessed. Where did they learn that? Look at the rest of the verse. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. And here's what he says. Many daughters have done virtuously, 
but thou excellest them all. Dad, lift up mom in the home. Point out to the kids all the important things that she does for them. She needs that encouragement. This world of feminism and gender bending and all the craziness that's going on is telling our ladies that they're wasting their lives if they're keepers at home. Yet the reality of it is it's the most fulfilling, important job that God could ever give you. Dad, keep her encouraged, not just today, but all throughout the rest of the year. And lastly, my mom ended up getting saved. I had the privilege of leading my own mom to Christ. In spite of the fact she was God-fearing, and we went to church, and she was hard-working and loving, she still needed to be saved. And I give her a lot of credit, being willing to listen to her own son, tell her that her religion wasn't cutting it, and she needed something completely different. She eventually accepted Jesus Christ as her personal Savior. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was a great woman. She had to be to be chosen to give birth to the Lord Jesus Christ. But even she said, my spirit rejoiceth in God my Savior. Mary needed to be saved. Mary needed to trust Christ as her personal Savior. I was but a youth and thoughtless, as all youth are apt to be. And though I had a Christian mother who had taught me carefully, but there came a time when pleasures of the world came to allure, and I no more sought the guidance of her love, so good and so pure. But mother would not yield her boy to Satan's sinful way. And though I spurned her counsel, she knew a better way. No more she tried to caution of ways she knew were vain. And though I guessed her heartache, I could not know its pain. She made my room her altar, a place of secret prayer. And there she took her burden and left it in his care. And morning, noon, and evening, by that humble bedside low, she sought the aid of him who best can understand a mother's woe. And I went on my way unheeding, careless of the life I led, until one day I noticed Prince of Elbows on my bed. Then I knew that she had been there, praying for her wayward boy, who for the love of worldly pleasure would her peace of mind destroy. While I wrestled with my conscience, mother wrestled still in prayer, till that little room seemed hallowed 
because so oft she met him there. With her God she held her fortress, and though not a word she said, my stubborn heart was broken by those imprints on my bed. Long the conflict raged within me, sin against my mother's prayer. Sin must yield, for mother never, while she daily met him there. And her constant love and patience were like coals upon my head, together with the imprints of her elbows on my bed. Mother love and God love are a combination rare, the ones that can't be beaten when sealed in earnest prayer. And so at last the fight was won, and I to Christ was led, and mother's prayers were answered by her elbows on my bed. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Just a moment, we'll sing a song of invitation. Maybe you want to come forward this morning and pray for mom. Young people, dads, if there's anything that could turn this country around, be an army of godly, God-fearing, consecrated, biblical mothers. It's what we're in greatest need at this moment. It's not a presidential candidate. It's not a political platform. We just need that backbone of great biblical mothers back again in our country. Nurturing like they can only nurture. Leading by example the way only they can lead. And drawing us closer to the Lord. And standing as a moral barrier between right and wrong. As go the women in a country, so go the morals. Let's pray for our moms our wives, the grandmas, the daughters and daughter-in-laws, all these young mothers you saw this morning. Let's lift them up to the throne of grace and ask God to help them in these difficult times. Amen. Let's go ahead and stand and take our hymnals and turn to number 136. Number 136.
us do with all things well. All the way my Savior leads me, cheers each winding path I tread, gives me trace for every trial, feeds me with the living bread. And though my weary steps may falter, my soul a thirst may be gushing from the rock before me lo a spring of joy i see gushing from a rock before me lo a spring of joy i see all the way my savior leads me Mother's Day. Thank you.